gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. Welcome everybody to this episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. My name is Sarah Grave and this week we are bringing to you the first time ever, since the first time ever, since the first time ever, historic all-women's panel show. Historic. Every time. Every time. Now, a wee bit of housekeeping just before we get started. Make sure you're subscribed on all your good platforms for social media. We are on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Suplex Retweet. Make sure you're subscribed on your any good um, podcasting platforms. We are on iTunes, Spotify, and all good Android podcasting sites. Just search Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. We are on so many that I keep losing count every single time we try and figure out how many we're on. Make sure you're also subscribed. We have got our weekly newsletter that comes out every Friday. And we also have our website that's got absolutely everything that you could ever want from the team here. So we have got bios on the team. We have blog posts from the team. We have interviews and all the podcasts as well are up on this website. Now is to introduce my panel. First off, well, let's just face it. She is one of the other historic women. Historic. And she does it better than anyone else. It's Stacey Smith. Hi, Sarah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Right. Now, moving on, I've got two debuts this week, actually. So, starting off, she's always late. And even though I tell her to be there on time, I don't think you'll ever manage it. It's Courtney. Hey, Sarah. You know me well. (laughs) How are you doing? Not bad. How are you today? I'm all right. You excited to be here? Yeah, but bit nervous, but yeah, I'm excited. It'll be great. And rounding off my panel is another debut. Now, she is small in stature, but don't let that fool you. She will kick you in the arse and make you feel it. It is Laura. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of scared, so you're sitting over there, because I know that you can beat me up. Anyway, I say <laughs> why we just dive straight in. Uh, when we were talking about women's wrestling, you get the term women's wrestling chanted at shows, you get it chanted on, well, not even chanted on Twitter, you get it like typed out on Twitter, we'll go with that. But it's the actual term, women's wrestling, good or bad. So Stacey, I'll start you off. Good or bad? It's bad. It's like, you don't call men that are wrestling, you don't call that, oh, men wrestling, man wrestling. <laughs> it's just wrestling. And that is my input on that. That's such a lovely input. Courtney, what's your input on the term women's wrestling? <laughs> I'd say I agree. I don't understand why you have to like pigeonhole it as women's wrestling rather than it's just wrestling all the same. Most of the women we see in the ring can actually hold their own against men, so mm-hmm. why not just put it as a full wrestling? Yeah. Laura, what's, what's your opinion on this? No, I, I do agree with that, and I do think it, it, it can be seen as somewhat pigeonholing. I do think in most sports you do get... Like, I mean, even if you're looking at, like, football leagues or basketball, mm. you do get separate divisions and they do have the separate names. So it is something that is, it's not just specific to wrestling, although it can stand out that way just because of the way that certain things are seen within wrestling in terms mm. of, you know, what women's wrestling has been in the past. Yeah. It can stand out a little bit more, but it is worth remembering that it does, it's not just wrestling that applies to, you know, there's... There's probably people out there saying, you know, why is there the NBA and the WNBA? Why is there, mm. um, you know, because you do have like women's football and, you know, they don't mix in the same way as well with other contact sports. Yeah. So, and, you know, even in terms of like your, your martial arts and things like that, it's divided by gender as well. So 
as much as I do love intergender wrestling, and it definitely has its place, like there is, you know, it's not the only one that, yeah. that does separate them. And I think a lot of people get very fixated on, because it is chanted at shows and it is a bit more obvious when yeah. it comes to wrestling, I think, because you don't, but there's not as many people out there chanting like, oh, it shouldn't be women's football and men's football, it should be yeah. both together. I hadn't thought I mean. about it that way before. I mean, especially you, the football way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Could you imagine a football game show women's football? No. <laughs> <laughs> could you get a very different reaction as I'm as I'm clapping, just to sort of give a wee insight. But um, yeah, no women's wrestling. I actually can't stand the term. Like I really can. But like I could, that's just my personal opinion. Like I'll just if someone's shouting women's wrestling, you'll hear me shout, "It's just wrestling." And there's that. But I don't think you'll ever stop it. I mean. I think without the term women's wrestling, there would be less women in wrestling. For example, with trainee schools and all that, if it didn't say there's women's classes, a lot of women wouldn't sign up to it. Mm-hmm. So the segregation of it kind of works in mm-hmm. some ways. Mm. In some ways, um, I think as well, when you do look at like all female promotions, like mm-hmm. like fierce females, it's it's difficult because I really really enjoy the all female promotions that. Mm. You know, definitely have like their place. I think we take away the term like women's wrestling. Like, do gender specific promotions still have a place if we take away that term? Yeah. Women's wrestling. Does that mean that we shouldn't have all female promotions and all female shows, or shouldn't have kind of all male promotions and all male shows? I mean, as much as I love intergender wrestling, I do think certain things like that also have their their place. I like that. I like the way that you that you because I get the point and I do think it's it's not right to segregate and especially I think there's just a lot of stigma to it in terms of how what women's wrestling has been mm. in the past yeah when you look at your your brand panties matches and your mud, um, mud wrestling matches <laughs> and and everything else that came with it that's what so think- when you say women's wrestling that's what a lot of people think of yeah but you have to look at what they're doing now I and say like, we needed that though yeah. Like that sort of women's wrestling to get where we are now, mm-hmm. to understand the progress of what women's wrestling, as much of it might be a term we all don't like, as much as that's the case, we needed it mm-hmm. to be where we are now. You wouldn't have your fierce females, mm-hmm. your yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. We'll see, absolutely. See, so talking about dating back to the brand packs matches, we'll move on and we're going to talk about the actual progression that it's been of women's wrestling. So they've started off as to quote people, the piss break matches. Yeah. And then moving further up the card to this year they main evented WrestleMania. So we'll talk about the journey and we'll talk about, you know, the history of like the mud matches and the brand parties matches in comparison to WrestleMania 35, Becky, Charlotte and Ronda all main eventing. So Courtney. Brand parties matches. <laughs> Is there anything good to actually say about them? I found them entertaining. I'm sure a lot of men also found them entertaining. <laughs> there was a place for it because it was like, think about the crowds that go to wrestling. Sometimes it's men and women that love watching wrestling, but sometimes it's someone taking their kid, a dad taking their kid, a mum taking their kid. They want to enjoy something, just a bit of entertainment. It had the entertainment value. Yeah, it kind of was bad towards women, not really respectful towards women, but it had its place mm-hmm. and it was necessary throughout a show that some people just didn't find enjoyment out of, whereas they could with something as silly as that. 
Yeah, because it's like a comedy match almost. Like we have nowadays, <laughs> we have comedy matches all the time. Comedy. That kind of was a comedy match. Yeah, we've also got to think about the eras that also started this. I mean, you had like the Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era. That was the sort of high point of these kinds of matches. Mm. I mean, so I know got like a, a, st- a standout of the women's matches and like the Ruthless Aggression and Attitude Era maybe at all. I mean, anything Trish Stratus and Leah did together, um, <laughs> always, and then uh, tagging against like um, Tori and uh, Stacey Kibler, um was always a always a good one. And it is a it's a difficult one because as you say, like looking back when you understand it from the context of the way society is at at the moment, and you understand how it has been damaging for the female population in general. Um, but also at that time, it, it didn't seem like it was just because yeah. of the way society was kind of you know twenty years ago, however long it was. It, it did feel entertaining, like you. Obviously, you didn't know the, the wider context of yeah. it at that, at that point, and obviously society has evolved from that, and that is a good thing. But like you say, it doesn't mean they weren't still entertaining. Like, Lita's was involved in a lot of those different types of matches, and she's still one of my hands-down favourites to this day, because while she was doing that, she was still pushing boundaries in aspects of her actual wrestling, as well as doing the, the kind of comedy side, and you know, at, at the end of the day, the women did want to, to wrestle. You have to do the best with what you're given and at that time that's what they were given and that's what the company thought the, the crowd wanted to see and it was. Yeah, you can't you know, deny that. You can't deny they got the they got the viewing figures out of it, you know, they you know, looking at it from a business point of view. Yeah. But also yet yeah, now that society has kind of progressed to what it is, you need to to be very careful with kind of referencing these, these things because obviously you couldn't really do it today because we've got a, a greater understanding of how that has kind of damaged it from the point of yeah. view of like equality going forward and I think that's where the difficulty with the term women's wrestling comes from. People think of oh that means a, a brand panties match or a mud wrestling match whereas it just means that they're wrestling yeah. you know. Stacey, you're actually quite new, so you're like we're well, new to wrestling. You're not quite yeah. new, new in this world. Um, <laughs> Very young. I would say that I was. <laughs> but yeah, you're quite actually new to wrestling. So you sort of came in roughly just probably before the actual women's evolution started. So yeah. when looking back, in comparison, like in this day and age, especially when you see them attempting to do ruthless aggression there style things on Raw, like with Alexa Bliss dropping her towel and flirting with Finn Balor, which I'm not happy with that. It's like hit of jealousy. But looking back in the comparison, for someone that's actually quite new to it, what's your opinions? I am just going to be completely open. I said, I've said it before as well. I don't watch any wrestling from before I started watching wrestling. So I haven't actually seen any of these matches that you've spoken <laughs> about. Um, and as a person that doesn't regularly watch WWE now either, it's um hard to see the contrast. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> it's hard to see the contrast. Yeah, you should really go back on the network and uh, some some uh, gems oh, out there. Just need, watch need to Cat. get the network. Just watch Cat. Cat was just great. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed her. She was great. <laughs> gonna send you some recommendations later. Oh yeah, thank you very much. I mean, for a throwback and. 
maybe I could come and ask you this at a later date once you have actually watched it, mm -hmm. and we'll see. I would actually love to see like you have like a, a live reaction to watching some of these matches <laughs> for the first time. I think I, I might like speak to Stephen Tring that on our YouTube channel, which we do have <gasps> yeah, actually. You need as well. to we have our YouTube to. channel as well. I keep forgetting about that. I think what made it worse was the commentary at the time. Oh yeah, Jerry Lawler puppies constantly oh, made God. it a lot more sexualized than it needed to be. Yes, they were in their underwear, but it wasn't necessarily overly sexualized until he spoke. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. is actually very, very true. The derogatory comments as well. You're just like, mm. even to this day, though. He's still as you bad. know, you've got your, you've got your it. women's evolution. You've got the main eventing WrestleMania. Yeah. You've still got someone like, you know, some people on commentary who are going, oh, she's my favourite. Whatever the most, you know, the, the the person they deem the most attractive walks out, and yeah. the commentary ribbing each other. Oh, you know, she's your. She's your favourite. You want to date with her. Like you still get that to this. Obviously, it's not to the extent yeah. as it, mm -hmm. as it was at that point, but you mm -hmm. do still get that now. And I think while there's so much progress being made, and as much as a lot of people think we've made invented WrestleMania, we've made it to the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. Like there's there is still a lot of that attitude. Yeah. Still there. There's still a lot to be worked on, yeah. in terms of just generally trying to equalise things. Mm -hmm. Like without. There's never been, even when there, even now that there is a you know female regularly on commentary, there's never been those kind of comments made about a male superstar. True. Yeah. That that you get quite a lot, even to to this day when you don't expect to hear these things. I mean, during the the first uh, women's rumble, it was it the first WrestleMania women's Royal Rumble. There was a lot of um, a lot of comments made that. When you watch it back, you think like, "Is this? It's is not this like 2018? Yeah. Is this, you know? <laughs> yeah. or, you know, or, am I kind of watching a an older episode here? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think as as much as it's great how far we've come, it's worth kind of noting that a lot of those attitudes from, even you know, from some of the people who've been there since that time, and yeah. from some of the people who haven't been there as long, just because these these attitudes and these viewpoints are so ingrained in the company. Yeah. And in the way of doing commentary, like they're so ingrained, and like that's a way of kind of rapport building between commentators. Yeah. That I think obviously it's going to be very difficult to implement any kind of change when it's been so kind of institutionalised. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think it's important to remember that there is still work to be done today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll talk about it quickly because you guys all watched the main event of WrestleMania, I'm pretty sure. Oh, like everyone watched that main yeah. event, so. Stacey, Becky, Charlotte and Ronda, what was your opinion on the match? I thought it was a fantastic match. I really did. Um, um, I, yeah, I did think it was a really good match. Um, well worth being a main event. Um, and the best person won, in my opinion. <laughs> now, Courtney, I know that you're not like the biggest Becky Lynch in the world. But she came out with the same two belts. I think I'm a bit scared sitting <laughs> next to her. Right now. She, she did. Hurt you. She did. But you're, you're using the actual match. match. The match for me is it's awful to say, especially as a female. The match for me was okay. It was an okay match. It was not a WrestleMania main event match. It did not deserve its place there compared to at least three other matches on that card because it just didn't wow anyone. In all honesty, I think we all know who's going to win. Yeah. That's one of the most exciting things about wrestling is not knowing well, when we knew. Mm -hmm. 
and it just it took the fun out of it for me. And obviously, we all know how I feel about Becky Lynch. Yeah, I mean, Laura, do you think that the right women were actually involved? I mean, you had Becky, you had Charlotte, and you also had Ronda Rousey. Looking at those three names, would you substitute anybody as well? Yeah, I think it's a with the three that were in there. I mean, you've got you've got Becky, whose style is, is quite unorthodox, and obviously, she's got a lot of push with the fans in the past year. She's made incredible headway from her what her position in WWE was just a year or so ago um, and then you've got obviously Rhonda's come in she's been you know dominating for the last how you know for the last year that she's been there um, which you know she's she, they've built her up in a in a very specific way to, um, to to kind of be that dominating force but uh, then they've kind of added in Charlotte who is the only one who's kind of in my opinion the more kind of traditional professional wrestler like she's obviously comes from the you know a, a, that kind of background, um, but even in terms of her style and in terms of her performance, she's. I mean, if you look back to even kind of 10, 20 years ago, like what an image of a professional wrestler would be, mm-hmm. um, you, you'd look to, to Charlotte, and she's very athletic, and she's got the look, and she's you know got the the ability yeah. to speak and sell, and she's, um, you know, she's kind of got everything in terms of the, what the epitome of a professional wrestler should be as a woman mm-hmm. um, and I think obviously she had so much experience um, Becky obviously having quite a lot of wrestling experience but her style being quite different and Ronda obviously not being overly experienced compared to the other two and just in terms of wrestling I think it was important to have that experienced hand in the match yeah. mm-hmm. um, as well and just kind of you know keep it grounded in that in that kind of style and obviously Charlotte can uh, go kind of quite a, a fast pace as well so someone to kind of keep um, you know to keep that going I again thought the match was okay it's not one of my favourite matches um, I thought it was good but I didn't think it was anything spectacular mm-hmm. um, but I think a lot of that is just down to um, again it's just um, a difficulty kind of with three ways as well just yeah, making yeah. sure that you've got um, you know, everyone being able to see, and I think it's it's like with what Courtney says as well. It was you kind of had weren't kind of ninety percent sure of what the outcome was going into mm-hmm. it, and it was just a matter of waiting for that moment. And it was great when the moment came because with everything that led up to it, yeah. it was a great payoff for mm-hmm. everything that happened in terms of Becky's progression. Um, but yeah, and also having had another kind of underdog story previous on the card in terms of Kofi Kingston and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're almost kind of having having those two kind of underdog stories one in yeah. the same was quite unexpected because you would have yeah. thought you know if the one underdog story kind of really got that big payoff then the other one would we likely were, not. We were all like, oh, Kofi's won now. There's no way Becky's <laughs> no winning now. So that's what like what we were all thinking when we were watching it as well. So I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, exactly. There was a there was a high chance of you know going into Mania. I genuinely thought that, that Kofi wasn't going to, yeah. to get it and Becky was going to get it because I thought right only one of these underdog yeah. stories can have like a, a kind of happy ending in terms of the the fan push. <coughs> um, but I you know the you know I'm glad they went they did the the way that they did because yeah. um you know Becky's worked hard. She's put a lot of work in. She's grabbed every opportunity that's been handed to her and she's done a lot with it. Yeah. Um, but. You know, it still remains to be seen where we go from there. You know, mm-hmm. like where we're where they're going to be on the card at the next pay per views, and I think 
the story, the way that Becky had been built up, it, it did kind of deserve that it could be built to be a main event. Yeah. Um, just because of obviously the amount of uh, support and the amount of investment she got from fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, same could be said for Kofi though, in terms of switching those two. But just with the sheer amount of, of passion that they were getting from the fan base, then that having that payoff at the end, I don't know if then had to have someone else follow that would have been a, oh, yeah. an easy one for them. I'm going to quickly go around the panel just and get just a quick fire your opinion. Stacey, do you believe that the right women were involved in that match? Yes, but I would have added one more person in, and yeah. that would have been Nikki Bella. I was going to say, why Nikki Bella? <laughs> Courtney, do you believe the right people were involved in this match? Yeah, they definitely were. Yeah? Yep. Laura? Yes. Oh, I would have loved to see Alexa Bliss in it. Just, I mean, I am also five feet of fury. So I relate, <laughs> I relate real hard. And, but obviously she wasn't yeah. wrestling at mm-hmm. the time. And again, I think putting Charlotte in and not just having it Becky and Rhonda made it uh, get added another dimension to the match mm-hmm. yeah. um, in terms of the pace and in terms of, you know, that I think might have been needed rather than having kind of Becky try to herself try to, to kind of, um, you know, make that match with Rhonda who's less experienced. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, we are all from Scotland, we are all in a very wrestling dominated area of the country as well. And primarily in Glasgow, you have an all-women's promotion in Fierce Females, which is actually the sister company of the Source Wrestling School, run by Mikey Whiplash. Now, quick cheap plug, I'm going to plug my interview with Mikey Whiplash where we talk about Fierce Females. You can listen to that on our back catalogue on any good Android podcasting site, Spotify and iTunes. It's also on the website. I had to get it in there. An excellent interview. Excellent. A very good interview. Very, very, very good interview. (laughs) Oh, bye, thank you. Now, Laura, you spent a lot of time at Fierce Females. You know a lot of the talent as well. What was, see from it being a small part of ICW and breaking off by itself, how do you feel the progressions went so far? I feel they've made big changes. I mean, I've always loved the the concept of Fierce Females and what it was they were trying to do. Um, You know, way back when it started, you know, since back when it started. I think since they made their comeback, the, the Don't Call It Comeback show, um, and they really started kind of building it up at the the shows at the shed, and even since then, if you look at just from the comeback show to now, the entire roster has basically you know most of the rosters changed, mm-hmm. the the storylines have changed. Like there's a lot of there's a lot more into it now. They've they've announced the on demand service and everything. Like they've they've progressed quite a lot very quickly, and there's a lot of of really good new talent on there that are kind of being brought to the Scottish audience for the first time, which I think will be good for them and the fans. Yeah. yeah. Stacey, you attend a lot of your serial shows as well. Yeah. What has been your take, well, your sort of opinion on the, the progression that's been since Don't Call It A Comeback? I think it's just seeing just the high calibre of the wrestlers that are in the shows. Mm-hmm. Just like There's some people that I've never heard of before until I started going to Fierce Female, like who? Uh, like Raven Creed. Mm-hmm. I love Raven Creed. And uh, like, um, oh, Valkyrie. Um, 
Yeah, you're going to My new favourite, Debbie Keitel. Debbie Ke- yes, Debbie Keitel. Funny enough, and you then... can listen to my interview with Debbie as well. <laughs> Another great interview, Sarah. Funny mm-hmm. enough. And the unicorn gimmick. Um, oh, Amy Alonso. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love her as well, honestly. There's a lot of really different really different characters going on there just now. Yeah. Oh. As, as well as the new storylines, there's a lot of like interesting new characters that you wouldn't have, have seen coming through. Now. Oh, definitely. And there's one person that I don't know how I forgot to mention it, but Emily Hayden as well. I mean, of course, friend of the show, Emily. We all love Emily so much. So. She's fantastic. I mean, I can't wait for her upcoming match with Sammy Joe. Are, are we all waiting for the, for the I Do match? Oh, cannot wait. wait. <laughs> it's going to be so good. It yes. It's a, it's a step. Also, just they're not only being, you know, progressing in terms of their on-demand service, in terms of getting new talent, and they're also bringing whole new stipulations yeah. to the world of Scottish wrestling and bin match. You know, we've, we yeah. had the only bins allowed match <laughs> so that was a fantastic match <laughs> and they had, now they've got the, the I do match it's a nice throwback um, to what wrestling used to be like when we grew up watching wrestling there was weird and wonderful stipulations <laughs> we don't see that as much in wrestling nowadays it's so it's kind of nice creative, to have that yeah. see because obviously I didn't watch wrestling until like five years ago um Six maybe. Um, I'm just seeing all this stuff for the first time. I'm like, oh my god! Like, what is this? To be standing next to Sarah, and there's like, (laughs) I mean, that's kind of where we get the term first time ever. So, (laughs) Stacey's actually watching these for the first time ever. Yeah, I feel like I had a a similar but different issue where I watched it a lot growing up, Mm -hmm. and I stopped around like 2000, 2001 and then didn't start watching it again until about 2015 and so with that big gap yeah. was basically went from like when the diva when it changed to the divas division and um, yeah. all of that happened so when I went back and started watching it again it was like the, the divas title instead of the women's championship yeah. and it was just so different to what it had been yeah. to go back and see it from then <laughs> to then progressing back yeah. to the women's championship and looking at the independence now and seeing what the women are doing yeah. Outside of that, even in in kind of create in such creative ways as they are, and kind of fierce females, with um you know bringing a lot of the new talent in there, and not just creative in terms of uh, stipulations for matches, but also in terms of yeah. their characters, in terms of the the stories that they're being involved in. Um, you know, it just it shows like a lot more creativity yeah. from where it was when I came back to it. It's like you're saying. Um, when I first started watching like WWE things like that. I know, I know, this isn't Scottish, I'm just changing subject a wee bit. Like the first, the first WWE I, I watched was the Wrestlemania uh, where The Undertaker got beaten yes. by Brock Lesnar. Well see, the women's match wasn't it wasn't on that show because yeah, of it. So you know that way I was just like, oh there must not be women's like matches yeah. on Wrestlemania. Because obviously I'd never watched it before until I watched Total Divas and they said no, there was supposed to be a match on, but... I know, yeah, because you missed out seeing the Bellas, Stacey, how could you ever go? I know. <laughs> well, to be fair, I didn't really know who they were by that point until I started watching Total Divas. So, um, so yeah, so just amazing to see, like, because when I first started watching I went, oh, no, like, no, that way, like, it's not... Women must not be involved yeah, here, yeah. Yeah, and then to now going to, like, all female promotions and stuff it's like wow yeah it's amazing seeing the difference mm-hmm. like it's um it's crazy to think just the difference between what the, even WWE do yeah. now and what the independents are doing in terms of obviously they've got a lot more 
freedom for creativity like just as you're saying than it was kind of 20 years ago when they had just like kind of ridiculous stipulations that were just sheer for entertainment value and shock value and just for the crowd to just laugh and enjoy you know and still have the wrestling aspect of it but still just have fun with it and I think that the good thing about independent wrestling is they've got a bit more of a freedom to do that in terms of obviously they're not worrying about like TV deals, sponsorships, they've got a bit more freedom to be more creative with what they're with what they're booking yeah. and it gives you a more choice of, of what you want to watch and I think with that that match the next uh, the, the, the I do match the next fierce female show is going to be spectacular the bins match was definitely been my favourite so far that was fantastic definitely the titles during that match was just <laughs> everything she did was absolutely golden <laughs> was see, I wasn't actually going to ask you like since don't call it a comeback what's been your favourite matches so far so Laura I'm assuming yours is the only Vince match. <laughs> Probably, to be fair, yes. Yeah, Courtney, what was your favourite? The Vince match or the recent one that she just had with uh, Joe okay. That was an absolutely brilliant match. Absolutely class at wrestling, to be honest. I can't wait for that next really match, good. actually. And Stacey, what were you? The Vince match. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say that the Vince match wasn't anybody's favourite because <laughs> it was my favourite as well. Um, it was just I had the right balance of having some absolutely wonderful wrestling mm-hmm. in yeah. it as well as Hilarity great opens. storytelling and absolute comedy like it's yeah. just the right balance of they were still actually wrestling and executing the moves beautifully yeah but they kept that comedy aspect as well and it was also hilarious so it yeah. wasn't like they let one fall to to compensate the other they were making sure because sometimes with comedy matches it can kind of go the you know keep focus too much on the the wrestling you can lose the comedic aspect and yeah. you focus too much on the comedy people are like well we're here to see you wrestle yeah. actually <laughs> but i think they got the, that excellent balance of getting the the character and the comedy oh, and definitely. the actual you know athletic ability in in wrestling and mm-hmm. you know and I, I think they've, they've done that very very well oh, definitely <laughs> now going from scotland's all women production we're going to go east to the side of the country to edinburgh <coughs> now discovery were holding their annual disco derby but this year the women's title was on the line. Now you had 15 women, which I've actually got right in front of me because I keep forgetting who was all in this uh, in this match because only 14 actually competed in the match. But I think, oh, yeah. like, we'll start off with just a, a quick discussion on the actual reasoning of why this has come about. Now, Sammy Jane had been successfully defending that women's championship for well over a year, yep. but I don't yeah. think there have been any women coming in just for a one-on-one match that was able to beat her. So I think this is probably a good way for them to either introduce a new champion mm-hmm. or at least introduce some new women to fight against Sami Jane. So we'll have the actual entrance. So at entry number one, we had Nina Samuels, mm-hmm. who, funny enough, actually did not even bother entering the match. She just sat there on commentary, but that was it was amazing. Smart women. That's smart Nina women. Samuels. It would have been smart if she, you know, that. eventually entered the match, like what the missus well, done. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she's scoping them out though. She's watching what they're doing so she knows what she's coming up against. She's smart. Yeah, but she still didn't enter the match though. <laughs> Fair. Uh, next up, we had PBW standout in Angel Hayes. Now, we've seen her kicking around the scene quite a lot actually recently. She's doing great recently. She has been doing mm-hmm. brilliant actually, yeah. Next thing, we had the current women's champion in Sammy Jane. She entered. And then my personal favourite, Debbie Keitel, <laughs> which. I think the whole of the jam house looked at me when I erupted when her music hit. 
I was almost deafened because <laughs> I was standing next to Sarah when she came out. <laughs> uh, one of the other entrants, we have another PBW standout in Ashley Vega. Mm, another mm. one who's been doing a, a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Casey, which we all love Casey. Yes. All love Casey. <laughs> yes. Uh, entry number seven was Raven Creed. One of my personal favourites. One of my favourites. Doing <laughs> fantastic and Current OTT as well. World Champion, Raven Creed, who is unjokingly scary. <laughs> She's such a standout though, just everything oh, yeah. about her is just mm-hmm. different. Um, we have Jokey, which is probably like a heavy favourite in the Scottish wrestling Definitely. scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How much she's progressed is unbelievable in the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, carrying on, we had Lana Austin making her return to Discovery as well, which we hadn't seen Lana up see here in back. so long. Uh, we had Moxie Malone, which is actually a standout from GPWA, which yep. I don't think many people had actually seen Moxie. I've never seen no, her before, but she, she was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the return of Lucy Cole, and it was, it was so nice to see Lucy return to Discovery. And the reception was unbelievable for her. It was out of this world, especially considering that she got injured in the first actual matchup that they had for the Women's Championship. Yeah. Uh, back at the three-year anniversary show, I remember yeah, I, was, I was with you yeah. that day, Courtney. Yeah. So much fun that day. <laughs> uh, and then making her return as well to Discovery, Jayla Dark, who is actually the current Fierce Females Champion. Which I think it was great to see... Jayla arrived back at Discovery because we hadn't seen her in so long there either. Definitely. Um, I think like going into this match when they actually announced who was going to be in it, Jayla Dark was like one of my favourites to win this. Yeah, I was really happy that she was like, I really, I really wanted Debbie to win, but no, no bias there at all. <laughs> and then another PBW standout in Rosie Knight. Now I actually hadn't seen Rosie wrestle before. She's one. Of, she's another one of these absolutely minuscule humans who can pack a punch. I know, right? Oh God. She's got absolutely no fear. <laughs> absolutely no fear, and you can tell, and it's it's wonderful to watch. Entry number 14 was Session Moth Martina. Now, this was probably everybody's favourite heading into the match. Who doesn't love Martina? And then finally, very, very reluctant to enter the ring, was a friend of the show, Emily Hayden. So, see, like, Laura, you didn't actually attend it. So, in just looking at the Sadly. names, who, who would have been like your odds on favourite? Just looking at the names. So, when I looked at the announcements, I was still rooting for Sammy Jane mm-hmm. because obviously she is she's wonderful and just her her ability and, and what she's doing in Fierce Females as well and with the, the Fierce Females Academy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in terms of not just kind of wrestling herself but helping others and her just wrestling ability is is amazing yeah um, and I love watching her so I was I was hoping that I would be her <laughs> also excited as well to see Jayla mm-hmm. um, announced for that as well and to see you know as you said some of the kind of like PW wrestlers also getting um, getting a you know out to, to more promotions like um, uh, Angel Hayes and Ashley Vega and and, and uh, people like that who are getting out to all these different promotions now and people are starting to recognise how talented they are. Yeah. Um, you know, and they're they're kinda of getting more and more opportunities these days and that's really where the 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 kind of future is gonna be obviously with these these girls going so it's good to see them kind of getting because I know they had only just debuted in Discovery I think the show before. Yeah it was. So it's good to see them getting you know getting to, to come back and be part of something like that. Um, but I think in terms of favourites it was probably kind of um, Sammy Jane uh, Jaylor and Martina. Mm-hmm. Courtney, now you you love your Scottish women's wrestling scene. I do, I do. My favourite for it was Casey simply because I absolutely adore her, and she's been in so many Discovery shows over the okay. years that I've been to. 
So I really thought that she was going to be the one. Mm. I'm not surprised at who did win it because she also has very much made a name for herself in Discovery. But I really had my hopes on Casey. Mm-hmm. And see, when you were like looking at the talent, was there anyone that you were actually not 100% familiar with besides Moxie? Because I think that was actually uh, one of her debuts. Rosie. Rosie Knight, I had no idea who she was when she came into the ring. She was tiny and she had that whole like absolutely minuscule gimmick and everyone was kind of laughing at her and she, she was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> but she was absolutely brilliant. She stood out quite a lot for me. I'm quite interested to see what she does mm-hmm. in the future. Mm-hmm. Stacey, when you were looking at the, the entrance, who was a standout besides Session with Martina? Because I know she'll exactly <laughs> who you'll say. Yeah. But see, <laughs> in my heart, I wanted it to be Martina to win. <laughs> But I didn't think she was going to win. <laughs> but you know, you, you were like you were standing beside me. Mm-hmm. Like Quacky was standing beside me. Like everyone that was there, um, I was just like, oh, I want it to be Martina. I want it to be Martina. <laughs> and then when when it was, and then when she did actually win, I'm surprised <laughs> that you could all hear after it because I almost lost my voice. I was like, ah. <laughs> um, but I honestly thought it was going to be Sammy Jane. Yeah. That got it so I was like oh, like in my heart like, I really want it to be Martina I doubt that's going to happen <laughs> like it's going to be Sammy Jane keeps it um, and to be fair I didn't know who, who a third of the entrants were either but um, I kind of I kind of was rooting for Emily Hayden as well yeah, of course of course we're a friend of the show and we all love Emily so much I mean but I think like I've never seen her so reluctant to get into a wrestling room I know. before I mean, to that's... be fair though, <laughs> can you blame her? I can't blame her at all. I'd be reluctant no. to get in with those women as well because they'd, well, they'd better me, I suppose. <laughs> exactly. that, that's the point though. Who's your going into the ring. Oh, my, well, I, in my heart, everyone knows that I wanted it to be Debbie Keitel, but I actually really wanted Jayla. Like, yeah. Jayla was my pick to, to actually win this just as a sort of comeback. My eardrum would disagree with that point, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. There's no bias at all. I mean, I love Debbie Keitel so, so much. So nobody can blame me, okay? <laughs> while we're while everyone's sitting there judging me, we'll move on to the ICW women's, <laughs> women's division um, because we are fre- like we are sort of fresh off some high tail, well high caliber, not high tail, high caliber women's matches. We had the Queen of Insanity match at the High Joe's Casey versus uh, Casey Kaylee versus Viper. God, I'm going to get shot for that. <laughs> So and very easy mistake, it's fine. <laughs> and then at the square goal we had Kayla Ray taking on Tony Storm for the Women's Championship and Casey didn't really fancy either of those to win so she was like, no, I'm going to stop this match. But we'll talk about the women's division, I mean, because we have talked about it quite often, we talked it back on our, our square goal preview show of how there is so many women that can get used in ICW. I mean, at the King of Honours we've actually got Anastasia, another friend of the show, making her debut. About time. Definitely. Yep. Uh, and she's actually in her match against Viper, so we'll look a quick head of that, uh, to that. Who would you guys like to see take a wee step into the ICW women's division? Because I know, Courtney, we've, we've talked quite a lot. Raven Creed would be such oh, a perfect Raven, fit. Oh, Raven definitely. would fit so well. She would fit so well. She would have absolutely amazing matches with both Casey and Kaylee. She's hardcore enough to hold her own against everyone, mm-hmm. but she's also a great gimmick that you could get a lot of good storylines off of her. But I think, I think she's definitely someone that we should look at, or they should look at, rather, not we. <laughs> they should look at uh, getting into the ring. Debbie wouldn't be a bad choice either. I would love Debbie. Debbie and Oscar, you say, as, as the Queen's team. 
Mm-hmm. I would love that. Yes. <laughs> like you've got the you've got the queen bees down south. Why not bring them another type up here? Mm-hmm. It's not a bad choice. I think it'd be very interesting. I don't know how people would take to the the Irish onslaught, but you never know. Yeah. I mean, they've kind of got a, like an Irish invasion where you've got Adam Max and the Kings of the North competing in the Honest right? But you've also got more than height. That's two Irish teams, and that's enough, one off. Uh, they're facing off against each other in the first round. That's, I know that's tragic. In my opinion, that is tragic. <laughs> but uh, Laura, apart from like we've, we've got like Raven Creed, Debbie Keitel, Valkyrie. I mean, I think Raven Creed would even probably kick in the guys. What? Yeah. <laughs> But well, is there any other names that you would like to see take a step into the ACW Women's Division? Because it's a very, very small women's division that we've got just now. It is, and there is so many. I mean, girls like that that you've mentioned, like the, the kind of Irish contingent that are coming over to, to kind of fierce females and making such a name for themselves, like yeah. Raven, Debbie, um, you know, it, what they're doing there shows that they could more than, you know, they, they more than deserve a shot in, in ICW and in, in any promotion, really. They, they mm-hmm. can only add to it. At this point, um, you know they are very, very good. Trying to to think of people who haven't been mentioned. It is actually really hard. They are starting to to get a lot of debuts in there. They are showcasing Aval slash Jokey, depending on what day of the week you're speaking to her, basically, because she's getting a title match against mm-hmm. Kaylee. And I'm yeah. glad to see that Anastasia is getting a getting an opportunity there as well. It's good to see more. Yeah. Um, kind of fresh faces coming through. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I wouldn't be opposed to seeing Jazzy. Ooh. I'd like to see Jazzy up here against Viper, especially. Love Jazzy. I'd, I'd actually like to see Jazzy against Anastasia as well. I think it'd be quite interesting to see her her experience come in. I mean, even looking at the the people who've been on kind of fierce females in the past, like Aisha Raven. Um, you know, people like that who can come in and she's a kind of larger than life figure who can come in and make yeah. quite an impact against kind of anyone in that division at the moment definitely yeah. it's like, and we've also got like we have the current Fierce Wheels champion in Jayla Narka I wouldn't say no to Jayla I think, she, I think it should be great to see her back on there like the matches oh, that she's definitely. already had with the people in that division yeah. like just goes to show what, what else she could do now at this point in her Mm-hmm. in yeah. her career she's very underrated she's very underused as well oh, absolutely I mean I don't know if that's just down to her choice her choices and personal commitments um, but even when you talk about like people always get so excited for returns in WWE it's nothing to say that they wouldn't get excited for a return to Jail of Dark yeah I think the crowd Maybe would too. go I think the crowd would love that they'd get behind it definitely yeah definitely <laughs> and another woman in the division no one's going to be upset about that nah because mm-hmm. I think I know for a while that like, Kaylee was only wrestling the men. Yeah. Just yeah. just so that she had something else to do. Yeah, exactly. Can't blame her. Can't blame her. Because we've seen all the other matches with her and the women that we have at the moment. Mm-hmm. So there's there's nothing wrong with stepping outside the comfort zone just a little bit. Even just every now and again. Yeah. I'm not gonna say no to it. I won't be mad. I won't be mad. It's, it's not like you've not got a an all women's wrestling school mm-hmm. just down the road. So that's why it's smart that they're bringing in Anastasia because they obviously mm-hmm. realise that maybe it's time to start digging in the pool, seeing what else is there to have into it. Yeah, just t- test out having some yeah. kind of fresher faces and, yeah. and having some new matches and seeing what they can add. I mean, even having, um, uh, you know, kind of uh, Isla Dawn there. The mm-hmm. the was that a couple of shows ago? I see yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. It was a WrestleMania night show that they had Isla versus Casey. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you know, even just like bringing in 
and again someone who's been there previously to, to bring them back now when they're at a different point in their in their career up. and how much work they've had how much work they've done to kind of get to that point same with Martina you know someone who was there quite regularly for a mm-hmm. while and then mm-hmm. has been away for a while I think I've having her come back her corner be... for a long time <laughs> Um, just quickly before we go to a break, guys, I want to get your opinions on who are the most influential women or characters, it doesn't actually necessarily have to be the women, that you've seen in wrestling. So, Stacey, I know you're going to say Nikki Bella. Or Brie Bella. The <laughs> Anyone apart from Natty. the Bellas. Natalia. <laughs> I think she's fantastic. Courtney, who's been like your most influential? I've got three. <laughs> I've got China. Always China just stood out, was able to hold her own every in every possible way, character in ring, just brilliant. Lita, because she was probably one of my first loves as a like as a female in female wrestling. She was just different and she made you kind of feel like it was okay to be a bit different. And what she did in the ring was obviously amazing. Mm-hmm. And Beth Phoenix. Absolutely love Beth Phoenix, love what she's still doing to this day on commentary in ring. Even with her break, she was still amazing when she came back. She was brilliant back then. She was showing that bigger girls, doesn't matter if you're bigger, mm-hmm. you're still as important, still mm-hmm. as amazing in ring. You don't have to have a certain look to be the top woman. Mm-hmm. That's me. And Laura, how about, how about you? Definitely agree about Leah. When I first started watching, it was, it was Team Extreme that really mm-hmm. got me completely hooked. Um, you know, I loved absolutely everything that they were doing and it was completely inspirational what she was, was kind of going out there doing at that time. Um, obviously her character changed a lot going forward. Yeah, um, <laughs> but, you know, at that time it was something that was completely inspirational to have someone who could go out there and was just fearless and, you know, could just do anything that, that any of the guys could do and just, you know, didn't look like, um, you know, she was, she was scared for one moment. Um, even more kind of recent... Uh, you know, speaking as someone who's four foot ten, <laughs> uh, you've got to really appreciate people like um, Alexa Bliss and especially uh, one of our personal favourites, Nikki Cross. Mm-hmm. Yes. Previously, Nikki Storm. Um, yes. Who you know is someone who has never, who you know had a had a goal, worked mm-hmm. for it, worked so hard, done so well, and is now on main roster WWE um, you know and it just shows that you know people could have you know worrying about like you know, as someone who is a smaller female it's uh, just goes to show you don't have to let that hold you back from achieving whatever it is that you want to achieve yeah. because if you work hard enough you're going to get there mm-hmm. and well that's been for the first half if you guys have got any other influential women or characters in wrestling don't hesitate to like to DM the podcast or even just tweet us on at SuplexRetweet and let us know your most influential characters or women in wrestling. We're going to go to a quick break and we've got a tribute of the revolution that turned into the women's evolution. We'll see you in a bit. This is Adam Maxted and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Starting WrestleMania, you will no 
tribute to the women's revolution turned into an evolution. Now I want to give a big thanks to Adam Maxted for being the voice of this week's show. You can catch Ross's interview with him that just went out on Monday. Great interview. But also I want to thank Jayla Dark, the current Fear Females Champion, for being the voice of this week's show as well. You can catch my interview with Jayla Dark that actually drops on Monday. Can't wait for everyone to hear this. Is everyone excited for this? Definitely. Yes! So I'm just, we're going to dive right back in, I, I, I think I'm, I need to remind the, the listeners that I am also joined with Stacey and Laura right now, but I want to get your opinions, we were talking about the women's evolution, but who in your opinion do you believe started it? Stacey, how about you? Personally, I think that it was, in my opinion it was Paige that started off the women's revolution. Any particular reason why? No. <laughs> no, just because, like, when I first started hearing, like, the women's revolution, that's when Paige was just coming up into, like, the main roster. So I just kind of put two and two together. I was just like, Paige? 
Love it, insight, Stacey. Yeah. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Laura, now, you look like you don't agree with Stacey, so who do you believe started the women's evolution? It's a, it's a difficult one, because obviously the change was always a long time coming, and there's been a, a lot of work from a lot of women to get us to where we are today. Um, for me, the first time I really felt a, a change, I say when I first started watching it, and it was Lita and Trish Stratus and what they were doing as as much as they were doing the, the lingerie matches and mm. and all of the other um, kind of stipulation matches that women were doing at that point, they still were, uh, you know, they still felt like wrestlers, like they, they could hold their own and they were, um, you know, kind of inspirational in a way that a lot of the kind of, that, that some of the other kind of uh, female wrestlers at that time who were kind of more like models um, and you know, as much as they were kind of beautiful and, and athletic, you didn't get that same kind of aura of, of kind of wrestler from them. So they were the the kind of first ones. And I was very happy to see Lita come back when they did the the, the women's rumble and, and things like that to, to kind of acknowledge that. In my opinion, it was it was them that kind of had the first spark of oh, we can do more with what we're given. We can do more than what we are now. Um, and then when I got back to watching it later on. I did love Paige's debut, and Paige yeah. will always be one of one of my favourites. I loved everything that that she did in yeah. terms when she that moment when she debuted and won the title in her debut. It was just it was mm-hmm. absolutely incredible, and it's still yeah. one of my favourite moments in wrestling. But what always stuck in my mind is they they once had a, a one Christmas. I think it was probably about four five years ago. They had um. Uh, superstars writing what their what they what their biggest kind of Christmas wish was on pieces of paper and holding them up like on their their Instagram like for for pictures and things, and about three or four of the girls, including one of my hands down favourites, AJ Lee, I believe, had written like Women's Championship, Women's Championship, and Paige was holding up one that said Divas Title, <laughs> and that just kind of grated on me a little bit just because I was never a fan of the. The Divas era, like I, I respect it for what it was, and there were some great wrestlers wrestling during that time and under that title. But to me, the aspiration should always be a, a women's championship, just in terms of yeah. equality and in terms of you know being recognised for what you're doing. I feel like a, you know, and an inspiring younger generations to want to be a diva or to want to be. A WWE superstar women's champion and so to me that always just kind of stuck with me a little bit and I know I think obviously you know Paige has said in an interview that's the kind of that's the time she grew up watching it and the, the you know the Divas division was really really big and dear to her and I do appreciate that you know it had its time and it was great for what it was at the time but to me it kind of showed the difference between people who wanted more kind of equality in wrestling in terms yeah. of wanting her to be to, to go back and when they did reveal going back to the women's championship rather than the the divas title like it kind of meant a lot to me personally because I just felt that it'd been quite a big change that I didn't see the the reason for um yeah. so to me um at that time it was it was AJ Lee and her the the AJ Lee pipe bomb <laughs> when she was speaking to the Bellas that kind of instigated that yeah no I I completely agree I mean we were talking just during the break and Laura, you were quite like me, you watched wrestling a lot growing up and then you fell away and then you joined back just sort of roughly as the women's revolution was kind of starting. Mm-hmm. Now I do agree, now I'm going to have a quick throwback to the first all women's show that I think, Stacey, you'll remember that I said that AJ Lee was one of my yeah. absolute favourites. I mean, yeah. 
when it came to AJ Lee versus the world, that Divas Invitational before WrestleMania, I loved that pipe bomb. I loved that promo. Oh, and yes. AJ Lee was probably always one of my favourites. Um, but I went out to the listeners and I went out to the rest of the team because I feel like I, I feel like I shouldn't. Um, what's the word? Leave the boys out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like I went to the rest of the team and a lot of the matches said Paige, but. We also have Molly Holly was another name that was thrown mm-hmm. into there. It's like mm-hmm. absolutely love Molly Holly. And you've also you could argue Victoria, China, yeah, Trish definitely. and Lita. There's so many incredible names that you have in the WWE alone. Mm-hmm. And working from open the show to the first ever this match, the first ever historic this match. Historic. On cue as always, I love you, Stacey. So we're bringing all that to the forefront and then you've got the continuation and sort of the pinnacle. The women have finally made event of WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that'll ever be the norm. I don't know I don't know whether if it'll ever happen again or when it'll ever happen again. We don't know this. I mean, they'll probably put like a, a wee poster and say it's a co-main event. It's like, mm, it's not quite the same though, is it? I feel like it, you know, it doesn't have to be the norm. I feel like the, the story has to warrant it. Yeah. You shouldn't be main eventing just for the sake of being female. Mm-hmm. If you if you've not kind of um, you know built up to a point where you deserve that, obviously in this case the the whole um, build up from the fans behind Becky and obviously all the people invested in Ronda as well. You know, and Charlotte's worked so hard over the years. Like it it was built up in such a way that it was well deserved. I feel like it should be more like what if you look at NXT, what they're doing now, where some of their main events are men's matches, some are women's matches mm-hmm. so, and you know there's no kind of announcement as to what's going to be the you know it, yeah. it should just be whatever match deserves that spot regardless mm-hmm. of you know depending on story, depending on um, fan interaction with that story rather than just because they're guys or just because they're women mm-hmm. you know. Yeah we'll see we'll talk about like that point I want to just bounce off you there Laura See, I'm gonna throw like a match to you, and I want I want you to just like say if this could actually just main event like a normal pay per view, whether it be Royal Rumble, SummerSlam, Money in the Bank. It doesn't actually have to be the Money in the Bank match, but we're gonna take a wee throw back to Evolution, and it was Charlotte versus Becky, the last woman standing. Do you think that would actually main event a regular pay per view as opposed to being the all women's pay per view? I mean, that exact match, or if they were to do it again. Well, just that that actual match, like the atmosphere and the anticipation heading into that match, because we could all probably argue it was a great match. Yeah, I think it. But do you it think it would be enough to headline on its own without it being from the all women's pay per view? I think it could be. Um, I think obviously, as you say, like it's been built up in such a way. Um, I think it depends what other matches are on the card. Mm-hmm. I think that that definitely does have the potential. Obviously, it depends if there is if there's a bigger. You know, if that was on the same card as, say, for example, Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan for the title, then that would have been the main event. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it depends what the, you know, what the story is, what the what the rest of the card is. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it definitely could be. Uh, but I think it's it's just finding the the right place on the card for the the match, depending on yeah. I think not to pay too much like fan service, but just with how the story is going like because if the fans aren't involved in it then you're not going to get the 
emotion at the end of the show for the main event that you're wanting. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think having like that kind of last man standing match, there, there was a lot of emotion involved in that, and they both kind of, you know, you could tell put everything into it. Mm-hmm. Stacey, give me a new first time ever match that you would actually like to see. Just with people in WWE? Could be anybody. I'm going to let you fantasy book for two seconds. Uh, well, it's one that I actually saw on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It was a WWE superstar mm-hmm. messaging. I would say an ICW wrestler who is now on NXT UK. Yes. So Bailey and Kaylee Ray. I would love to see that. I match. think that would be a really good match to see. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Would you add any stipulations to make it a, a even more historic first time ever? I don't know. There'd be like the Queen of Insanity versus the Hugger. The hugger. So <laughs> it's like two ends of the um, spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. I don't know. Stick match. I don't Bailey's know. got a lot of fire in her. I think she can definitely go hardcore. <laughs> she's got she's got a lot of passion yeah. for wrestling. Like she puts her, her whole heart and soul and body into it. I think that she'd have no problem going. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, um, oh, I'd love to see them do a death match. Oh, Bailey in the death match, yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, thumbtacks everywhere. <laughs> I don't know how to take that. <laughs> I really don't know how to. It'd take be that. interesting to see. <laughs> to see how she would react to it. See, I, I I had a point up and completely I'm completely <laughs> glad because that was just wow, Stacey. You know what? Or, or maybe or maybe a bin match. Oh, we do love a bin match. Yeah, we do enjoy a bin match. Yeah, may I just also add, Stacey? Remember that our usual regular pass. Unfortunately, she can't be here today. But Lucy would probably cry if you put Bailey into a death match. But Bailey would obviously win. <laughs> Lucy, <laughs> Bailey would win. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah, I had a point up. You've, you've literally made it just go flying in my head, so you see every single time she does this. Now, you know what? I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on before we get Stacey fantasy. Actually, both no. No, can I just say one more? Yeah. Imagine Nikki Bella versus Martina. That would be a fantastic match. I'd love that match. I can't picture it. Oh my just God. To- just to, to to add to that also, can we just talk, if we're fantasy booking here, mm-hmm. and it's, it's fantasy, like AJ Lee or Heyday versus Nikki Cross, <gasps> can we just talk about how that crazy off would go? I love this song. Or Nikki Storm, like, the yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. It oh, would be, that'd be it'd fantastic. just be fantastic. You know, I've got a quick question for you, is intergender wrestling, does it actually belong back in WWE? Because you had like a quick look of it when you had Becky Lynch taking on James Ellsworth. What a hilarious match that was. And also Asuka took on James Ellsworth in a, a two second squash match. But in the gender wrestling, would you like to see it uh, take a place in WWE? Yeah. I think if there is a story to it. Yeah. I think doing it, I think that booking it in comedy matches, like the like what you're saying with the, the, the kind of squash match there, oh, yeah. um, it kind of takes away from from what what intergender wrestling can be. Um, but I think if they've got a good storyline that involves yeah the, both genders, then why not? Mm-hmm. 
don't just have it for the sake of having an intergender wrestling match. You know, like, that way I actually have a point to the match. When they were teasing, for example, Nia Jax and Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. when they were teasing, you know, potentially doing that, mm-hmm. that had a story, it had a build-up, like it would have made so much sense and I would have loved to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like w- what you're saying is just doing it for the sake of saying, oh, equality, we can do this, we'll let, <laughs> we'll let um, women fight the men. Um, it's kind of missing the point. But then, uh, to me, everything in wrestling is the the story. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you, if you've got a story that determines it or it leads somewhere, then why not? Like, there's no reason to to not do that if you've got a story that warrants it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you do have the fact that if you guys look back to Discovery last year, we had two intergender matches. One, I, I keep say, I keep taking credit for booking it, but it was just a stupid idea that. The guys at Discovery just happened to go with it. And then it continued on uh, after the, the beautiful Zombie Lumberjack match. Fantastic match. But you Best had G-Money uh, versus Session Moth Martina, and then we had The Undertaker versus Session Moth Martina. So I would say those are like a good example of just having intergender matches just for comedy, basically, because it wasn't a huge, but great story I, going into it. But I think there's, there's places for that. I think that hearts, personally, <laughs> that match between Martina and Jean Money was one of the funniest pieces of wrestling I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Mm-hmm. And obviously it worked because it was intergender and it was hilarious, but that also worked because the two of them are so good at that comedy and telling that story that it was absolutely hilarious, even though it was just a kind of one-off and not like a, mm-hmm. a big storyline type thing. Um, there was absolutely so well done and hilarious. I think there's a difference between that in between having like a, a squash match with a, a very small guy, you see, just kind of to there's a difference if the comedy is in the wrestling, like with that, like with the Gene Money imitating the Undertaker, and he did the the Undertaker I, sit up and oh, I don't, it was I don't see hilarious. Where, I, I don't think he was imitating. I believe he was. I think he the just channeled. He, he was there. Under, he channeled. He was there. He was the Undertaker. He was the Undertaker. I mean, Laura, I remember your partner true. was a <laughs> was a static when we see when he. I have that. never <laughs> ever seen my boyfriend completely lose it <laughs> so much as he did that during that match. Like I have. He's a huge Undertaker fan, and I have never oh the the joy that that match brought him. But I think there's a vast difference between the comedy being integrated into the wrestling and the comedy being oh haha you got beat by a girl in two seconds and you're a guy. Like to me that's not yeah. that's not comedy to be like oh haha you got beat by a girl like that's not that's not funny. I mean most guys get beat by girls nowadays anyway. So exactly if the comedy is, you know he's dressed up like the undertaker and he's coming to get you like or if you know that that's that's funny and that works i think if the comedy is oh you got beat by a girl in two seconds flat or you know oh like uh, a girl knocked you over and you're a guy even though you're a small guy like it's to me that's just not it's not funny anymore right. like it's, it's old it's been so far played out like it's just not if you can do something fun with it in comedy then you know there's still a place for comedy in it yeah but it depends what kind of comedy because you know there's there's certain things that have just been far too played out over the years that you're like but we're kind of we're kind of past this stage now where it's just it's only funny because a girl's beating a guy like that's yeah it's no longer it's not that funny anymore Mm -hmm. 
Now we have been talking, this has sort of been the focal point of this um, the show this time around, is the evolution of the evolution, we'll call it. I actually kind of like that. It's the evolution of the evolution. And recently we were, again go back to our second women's show, Stacey, we were talking about the possible introduction of the women's tag team titles at Evolution. Yes. Now that didn't happen, as we can clearly see, yeah. but it was introduced earlier on this year where we had six teams in the Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Now, I'm going to ask you just now, do you believe the right team won that match? At the time, yes. Uh, personally, I thought that they, that it was good, you know, that because there were such big names like as singles wrestlers, mm -hmm. you know, that putting them together, you know, that way, that's putting that the tag team belt like right up there. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's right that they don't have the belts now. I mean, yeah, um, Lucy was kind of upset about that recently, yeah. unfortunately. But personally, I think the tag team belts were introduced too late because the Bellas should have won. Stacey's still, still wanting the Bellas to be women's tag team champions. I will always want the Bellas to be champions. <laughs> Can we just flash back and introduce them, like, what, five years earlier and have the frenemies, Paige and AJ Lee, Because uh, that was a wonderful tag team. That was, that was a wonderful story. Well, see, that's something I want to ask you. See, when they brought in the Women's Evolution, if you remember during the break, um, Stephanie McMahon was talking about bringing up Becky, Charlotte and Sasha. Now, you had this sort of faction system mm -hmm. going around in the WWE, so you had Team Bad, you had, who else we have? Uh, PCB, PCB, we had uh, Team Bella as well. Uh, was there any work? I don't think there was. No, it was just those three, I think. <laughs> Would it have actually have worked if, because you've got the, these three teams with f consisting of three women, would have the tag team belts actually worked back then, even though you only had three teams to fight over them? Yes, just keep the belts on the belts all the time. <laughs> I feel like that's what would have happened. <laughs> and I would have been very happy with that. <laughs> I feel like you need more, more variety than that to yeah. be able to... To be able to build a whole division around, you need more than than three teams. Um, I think obviously bringing it in at this point, once they've made the women's division more established and mm. got to a certain point with it, mm. um, was, you know, it's, it's not something that I had kind of expected to, to come. It's not something I'd thought about years prior to this, you know, it's, and, I, and I do think it's good. Going back to the, the Elimination Chamber match, though I do feel like... Um, you know, as much as I love, you know, Sasha Banks and, and Bailey, and they have done so much in their careers and, and so much to, in terms of the, the evolution, as you want to call it, like, they've done so much to further that, and they've had a lot of historic moments of their own. Historic! Um, but, personally, I feel like there was... I feel like for tag team titles, it has to feel more like a tag team, and I feel like there's a difference between tag wrestling and two singles competitors who wrestle as a tag team. And mm. I feel like there are certain other tag teams in that Elimination Chamber match who wrestle like tag teams and don't wrestle like two singles competitors thrown together. I think there's two different ways to approach tag wrestling and I think anyone who carries that belt should be a team that works as a team mm -hmm. and not just as, oh, we've We've had our singles runs. We don't really have anything going in the mm -hmm. in the singles division, so we should just 
get thrown together to to challenge for these titles. Yeah, we'll see you going on that. Like I've I've got a list of the teams that were in front of me, so pretty much every single one of these people, maybe from apart from actually three teams, were actually just single competitors who joined together to challenge for these belts. So you had Naomi and Carmella, now two singles competitors coming together. I wasn't a big fan of that. What an odd pairing. You had the Iconics, who I personally love the Iconics. Iconic. Iconic. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce. Now, they're what you deem a tag team. They have come up together, they did the tryout together, went through NXT together, they stayed together. They are a true tag team. They, and if you watch them wrestle, mm -hmm. they wrestle as a unit. Oh yeah. And they're so in sync and their timing is so perfect well, see, because they know each other so well. That's perfect because like, see when they actually eliminated uh, Naomi and Carmella, it was an assisted roll-up pin. And that was a beautiful, beautiful way to finish off. Oh, it's one of the most. Some of their, some of the pins that the the iconics have done, um, in any of their matches, they're kind of like double um, pins that they do, where both of them are, are kind of involved in some way. <laughs> it's absolutely spectacular to watch, and the timing and the athleticism, and you can't do that unless you are completely functioning on the same page mm -hmm. as each other. And it just shows how much time they've put into becoming a team and not just trying to better themselves as one but trying yeah. to get better as a team and push each other and work together um, and I think that's what makes a tag team stand out. Because mm -hmm. see the other teams that we've got involved now you can kind of argue that these two women they were brought up as a tag team but they were actually established as singles competitors when they were in NXT and that is Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan because mm -hmm. they were all brought up mm -hmm. with, Ruby, uh, with Ruby Riot as the Riot Squad they had been together as a three-team unit for that yeah. pretty much since like since they debuted, and this is over, over a year later. Yeah. So you can kind of argue that they had functioned into a tag team. Yeah. Unfortunately, now they have been split up, and Liv Morgan is now back on SmackDown Live. Mm -hmm. So there's just oh. there's that, and then probably I think it was everyone's least favorite tag team in Nia Jax and Tamina. I mean, again, two singles competitors sort of same heritage and it, it just makes you think where they're just thrown together just because of that or just because they needed a badass heel tag team I to can go into see this. why they've done it because they do when you put the two of them together they, they can look quite similar they're both very imposing they both as you say have, have a very similar heritage and they do look you know very intimidating they're very large like they, they bring you know, something completely different to the table that none of the other female tag teams have. You know, um, as much as Beth Phoenix tries, she's not, you know, <laughs> quite as physically imposing as, as either of those two. Um, so I can understand why they've done it. Mm -hmm. But as you say, it, it does also feel like two kind of singles compared. They've not kind of showed a progression of them kind of working together yeah. um, kind of until now. Mm -hmm. Uh, the other teams that were involved now, again, you can kind of argue that these two were essentially a tag team. They were brought up with Paige as part of Absolution, and that is Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Now, they were tagging quite a lot together. They mm -hmm. came up together, they basically, but you can always sort of see Mandy being the forefront of that tag team. I think people just put more of the focus on Mandy instead of Sonya, where you had the brains and the beauty, essentially. This is the kind of thing where it throws back to what I was saying earlier about the way they talk on commentary, <laughs> which I think is a lot of the reason why more of the focus is put on Mandy because mm -hmm. of her look. Mm. And she is absolutely drop-dead gorgeous. Oh, and lie. she is also <laughs> very talented and she's worked very hard to, to get to where she is. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I think that's why you know some Sonia Deville can sometimes get a bit lost in the yeah when on commentary all they're mentioning is it's that Mandy Rose is out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then we had the final team, which were actually the inaugural champions of Bailey and Sasha Banks as the Boston Hub connection. Now, Stacey, you do believe that they were a good start off champion. Yeah. And you believe that they should have actually retained at WrestleMania. No. 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 I see. I think it was. I think. I think it's good that two former champions went together. You know that way they won it. Kind of. For me, it kind of gave the tag teams, like the tag team championship belts, like the prestige, like to begin with. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And then, and and that was okay for like the first winners of it, but I didn't want them to retain like at Wrestlemania mm-hmm. I wanted like a, my, a newer team to win mm-hmm. if, if I'm going to be honest I straight up nearly cried when the Iconics won <laughs> because yeah. I just feel like they are one of very few tag teams who are such a team are so in sync yeah. that they're, they're so you know everything they do is them together and their sequences and their um, that they do together and their pins that they do together is unbelievable. And no one else in this division is doing stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's I think a lot of people who people argue that because the iconics are funny, <laughs> that somehow they, they that means that the belt should be taken less seriously. Like I don't believe that. I feel like they came in together with a goal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they've worked alongside each other together to better themselves and they've worked so hard for so long as a team and this has been their goal all along and when they got really emotional winning at Mania <laughs> I was nearly also in tears mm-hmm. because it just, you know, to me it was also the per- it was a story mm-hmm. of everything they've done to lead up to that. They've been a team for so long and this is what they've been aiming towards ever since they were in NXT to get brought up to the main roster like this is what they've mm-hmm. wanted and I just don't I didn't get that level of passion from mm-hmm. any of the other tag teams that were involved in the Elimination Chamber match mm-hmm. um, you know I just didn't get that level of like it, it, I felt like it meant so much more to the Iconics personally yeah like they really put that across in what they were doing and their promos and what they were saying um, a lot more than any other team instead and I know it obviously would have meant a lot to anyone who wanted to be the, the first women's tag team mm-hmm. but I, I think to them they really put it across that it would personally mean so much more to them See, I totally agree with what you're saying as well but I think it, personally I just think it, would, it means more that they won it when they did rather mm-hmm. than you know like at Illumination Chamber you know that way it's like even though they can't say that they were the first ones to win it I think yeah. the fact of when they won it they were the best ones so far <laughs> yeah but no yeah. you know that way because like they won it at Wrestlemania it was so definitely that means more that they won it they won belts at Wrestlemania do you know what I mean? So and they'll always be able to yeah. say that. Yeah, I do get that because I think they they did deserve a WrestleMania moment yeah, definitely, for it yeah. because I, I do I fully believe in everything that they're doing and they've you know they you know they're funny but it's comedy and they've got such a good balance of that comedy but also you the know the, also the skill level <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you know I, and I do think they're absolutely hilarious but also incredibly talented and I think they're a good balance of that. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I think some of the the female tag teams can can sometimes take themselves too seriously. 
And these are girls that are not afraid to show their passion, show their emotion, show their show how much it means to them and also mm-hmm. have a laugh to the hilarious backstage <laughs> segments like and kind of have they're they're it's so much easier to connect with them on an emotional level. Um, and I think you're right because it was such an emotional connection between them and the fans having it as a WrestleMania moment did mm-hmm. mean quite a bit more. Yeah, I also believe that um, I think you might be the new best friend of David Campbell because of how much he loves the Iconics. Yes. So. I mean, they're fantastic. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't they're... love the Iconics? David, I think you've got some competition here. <laughs> but it was one WrestleMania moment to another. Now, we did touch on the first half, Becky winning the two belts of Raw and the SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania. But that also means Becky Two Belts has Becky so much more responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Now, she's got two matches coming up and she's having to pull double duty. God bless the woman. She's got her SmackDown Women's Championship match at Money in the Bank and she's also got the Raw Women's Championship match on the line at Money in the Bank. We'll quickly talk about the two matches. So, the Raw Women's Championship is Lacey Evans. I mean, Laura, I can see you screwing up your face. What's your What's your opinion about this match in general? I just don't know. I, like, I love what Becky does, and she's, um, you know, I love that she's doing the two matches. I love that she's pulling double duty because I, I feel like a lot of people thought they were going to be like unified, and I don't feel like that should be the case. If you're going to keep separate rosters, then, you know, if, if there's to, can, if you're going to have the Universal title and the WWE Championship, then you need to keep both women's mm-hmm. belts. Um, and I think it's it's really interesting to have her pulling double duty on the, the same night, and it can lead to some quite good story there. Mm-hmm. Um, the the build-up with Lacey Evans has been quite interesting, but I'm just not really a huge fan of the, the Lacey Evans character. Mm-hmm. Um, even coming up through NXT, it feels very um, throwback <laughs> to me. Yeah. Um, and obviously, what she's doing is very different. And I love the concept of the women's right as a as a move. It's wonderful and hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just uh, I would have expected Becky's first defense to be against someone more established than someone mm-hmm. who's just been called up and debuted. I would have thought it would have been mm-hmm. someone more. Uh, experienced. Yeah, well, that, that was going to be my question if you believed that she was actually ready for this because this is. She's not actually wrestled that often. She's appeared in the Royal Rumble and she's had essentially a squash match on the last episode of Raw. But do you believe she's actually ready to be in that spot against Becky Lynch? Given, depending on the place of the card as well, because this could easily take place on the pre show mm-hmm. or the opening match of the night. I feel like it's a difficult one because you haven't seen so much of her, Mm -hmm. so it's hard to tell where she's at right now in terms of, obviously, she'll be training, putting the work in. Um, You know, she she did well in NXT, obviously, to be called up. She's definitely had to be doing well for that to happen. Um, But I just think having someone... I mean, I feel like it's very hypocritical of me (laughs) because in the same breath that I say one of my favourite wrestling moments of all time was Paige debuting and winning the title in the same night, I also do feel like once you're called up, you should have some time to build yourself up mm-hmm. before you're going straight into the title picture. Mm-hmm. I think with Paige, it worked because of who she was and where she was at that time. Yeah. I think Lacey Evans, like, I don't think she ever held the NXT women's title. No, I don't think she, she didn't even come close to being in a match for it. It's so to to then come straight onto the main roster and be straight into a feud with not just the champion but the champ champ. The champ champ. 
um, you know, I, I understand. Obviously, giving her giving her a shot, yeah, she's she's got an opportunity and she's running with it, and hopefully she does do do really well. But I think it's also difficult when you've only seen her in like two or three matches so far mm-hmm. to know, you know, she might come out and be absolutely spectacular, but because we've not seen a lot of her, and that you know that's probably on purpose because we won't know what to expect come this match because we've not seen so much of her. But also, it's difficult because you've not seen so much to to be to fully believe that she is completely ready because yeah. you're you're not seeing her what she's doing in the ring kind of week in, week out. Stacey, we'll talk about the SmackDown Live women's title now. Mm-hmm. This is Becky versus Charlotte. God knows how many times we've had this match. Yes. Do you feel like it's gonna be anything different? Because this is the SmackDown Women's Championship. Now we know that these two women can go for it in the ring against one another. Yeah. We've seen them at WrestleMania, we've seen them headline numerous pay-per-views yeah. or be the forefront of the storylines heading into certain pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. Do you feel this match will be any different or is it a here-we-go-again match? I've got a feeling that it's got the potential to just be another oh-here-we-go-again match mm-hmm. but I really think they'll need to pull something out the bag to make it different to any of the matches that they've had before. Um, that being said though, I am looking forward to the match. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a tough one. Definitely think it's going to be a tough one. But I'm looking forward to it because I'm say even though even though it could be, oh here we go again, they still put on good matches together. Yeah, we can't deny yeah. that. No. Charlotte is a, as much as, you know, she's had matches with everyone, you know, <laughs> And you, you know, kind of multiple times, mm-hmm. you know, all the kind of main girls in that division. She is a main event level competitor, and it's very obvious every time she walks out there that Definitely. she is a main event level competitor. Yeah. And she does, I feel like, um, help others to kind of rise up to mm-hmm. that level. Yeah. So I think whether it's similar to what you've seen before, it's still going to be a, an outstanding mm-hmm. yeah. caliber of match. Oh, definitely. See, oh, see, even though Becky's got two matches at Money in the Bank, she's also got the potential Money Bank winner could possibly cash in on her later that night, depending on when she has her matches. So I'm going to quickly ask you, just out of the people that are actually in the match, so you've got like Dana Brooke, you've got Ember Moon, you've got Bailey, you've got... Who else have we got in there? I've got so many people in this match. But who would you see being the person to possibly take? Because like, my opinion would be Ember Moon is the one to probably take this. I do love Ember Moon. She's got something so different and she's so athletic, like she I would be really happy if she did take it. Yeah. Stacey goes to Carmela again. Uh, um. <laughs> or you never know if you go to like Lexa Bliss last year's winner as well. She's also in the match. My dream. <laughs> Stacey, is there anyone that you would possibly like to see just take the money in the bank briefcase? Just out of see even out of the names that I've mentioned to you or like for example so we've got Natalia, we've got Dana Brooke, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Carmella and Ember Moon. See I would kind of like it to be Natalia. Right. I can't see it being Natalia but I'd like it to be Natalia. <laughs> um, I think I'd have to go with you Ember Moon. Yeah I think Ember I think that would be that would be really good. I think a returning or, ex of Alexa Bliss would just be. Yeah Alexa Bliss could be <laughs> be really good Amazing. as well. I mean, I, I loved Alexa and Becky when they were feuding on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first ever, you know, yeah. um, steel cage match. Mm-hmm. Or, 
creepy Bailey. That could be quite interesting as well. Yeah, no, we, we did see on a most recent episode of SmackDown that Bailey really did take it to Bailey uh, to Becky, even though she didn't get there. Yeah, such a shame. But yeah, so that was that was a quick look ahead because I know that we're not actually doing a specific Money in the Bank preview show this year, so I wanted to get the women's perspective on Becky Two Belts, Becky Double Duty as well, the Champ Champ. But we've also mentioned on previous shows about wrestlers representing modern day superheroes. So I'm going to get from you two quickly, like, who do you think best represents a superhero? And who would you even actually put in a superhero position? Stacey, I know we've done this on our media show, where you said... Um, <laughs> she said Nikki Bella, didn't she? she said, yeah, she said Nikki Bella would make a very good Harlequin. <laughs> Did you not see Alexa Bliss's original look? Come on. But it's, Come on. That was my rebooking of the film, which was my argument in the media show as well. Yep. But Laura, who do you think best? Like you said that Lita has always been an inspiration for you. Mm-hmm. Who would you see as a as a superhero, just either then, now, or even forever? <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, with the the Lita thing, it was because she always appeared so fearless, and you know, in terms of. And you know, outside of her career with the you know coming back from the broken neck and all of her like injuries and things that she's overcome, it's also that that perseverance which you know would make excellent qualities of a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of more modern um, kind of WWE female wrestlers, I mean the way that Becky's been recently <laughs> has been very inspirational for a lot of fans. Mm-hmm, so she mm-hmm. even with the the new look she's got just now with the the black and yellow and yeah the kill bell it looks very got. it looks very uh, graphic novel very comic book yep um, so you could definitely see that fitting in there and obviously with her her uh, attitude at the moment it works Stacey besides Nikki Bella mm-hmm. who do you think best represents a superhero I have to agree with Laura mm-hmm. with um, Becky Lynch if if I had to choose a specific superhero, <laughs> I would have Becky Lynch in the Iron Man kind of thing. You know, like top top of the game right? kind of thing. Okay. Uh, going back to like, well, to me, she seemed like a total underdog, but that's obviously because I hadn't watched NXT before. But I would have had Paige as like the underdog, you know, that way, just debuting, uh, like, Raw after Mania mm-hmm. and winning the belt straight away, I thought she could have been like a like an everyday superhero, like one of the underdogs. And we all know that I I'm a big supporter of the underdogs. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I don't think I, I know th- enough superheroes to match to my. No. Well, <laughs> see, who could you take possibly? It doesn't even have to be women. It could be the male re- the male wrestlers as well. Mm-hmm. Which oh, now you're saying that. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. But we don't always have to talk about women's wrestling. It's just been a very focal point for the women's shows. Definitely. Yes, because we have one, like, you can probably... It's who you could take out of the wrestling ring and pop into a comic. And you could easily argue that Ricochet and Casey Catanzaro would make a good crime-fighting team. Yes, definitely, yes. <laughs> they could um, be Iron Man and Pepper Potts. We can go with that. Or they could be ninjas. <laughs> definitely ninjas. Definitely ninjas. Um, 
Iron Man can't do backflips, come on! <laughs> um, no, I don't think that. I mean, you're like <laughs> typical Superman superhero, then you've mm -hmm. got to go John Cena. Like, yeah, seriously. Oh, yeah. Let's be real. Um, I lost trying to think of other superheroes. Oh, what's, the, what's the name of that one? one? <laughs> can, we, can we get a little uh, bit more get, going? You know the, uh, the one that came out and it's when it's like the person like it becomes sludge. I love, that, that? I love that description, Stacey. <laughs> Which one is that? It's um, Tom Hardy that's in it. Venom. Venom. <laughs> I would have I don't know why, but eventually. I'd have Randy Orton as Venom. Randy Orton as Venom. Don't know why, but... I mean, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say no. Yeah. I wouldn't say no. Okay. Um. Sludge. <laughs> the sludge man. Right, I, feel like I feel like I've actually confused my panelists, so um, I think this is probably a good place to stop before Stacey's head just sort of explodes. Or you could have uh, Roman Reigns as another Superman as well. Yes. I mean... Because he does have the... Well done, subtle, Stacey. Well done. Subtle. Right, yes. You can tell <laughs> by this point. You can tell by this point that Stacey has now just lost it. And I, I never think, had it to begin with. No, and I've, I've made her think a little bit too much. I think this is a good time to round off my show for this week. I haven't had enough coffee today. No, she has not. <laughs> but just looking ahead, next week Scott is in the hosting chair for the Double or Nothing preview show, which. Looking ahead, we've also just had the announcement that ITV can offer Double or Nothing on their box office yes. for Ooh. about £15, which is incredible. So we're going to be looking ahead to that and all the matches. Scott and his panel will be breaking down absolutely everything. And just now, I want to remind everyone to subscribe on your, all platforms that you've got. So iTunes, Spotify, Android, any podcasting site. You can just check our website, it'll tell us every single one that we've got. And make sure you're subscribed on the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're doing posts all the time, so make sure you get involved with that. And I want to thank my panel. So I want to thank Courtney, Laura, and Stacey. Thank you. Thank you. And also, I'm very sorry, Lucy. And yes, an honour I mentioned to Lucy, who has been here since the beginning and couldn't be here for today because she is out on a secret mission for us. That's all we're going to tell you. Stay tuned. And we'll see you guys later. Thank you. Bye. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the f you think you're doing, whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the f you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now!